This is the Warsaw Institute think tank speaking, and you're listening to the podcast series The Role and Influence of the People's Republic of China on Visegrad Group Countries, supported by the International Visegrad Fund. Within this project, we discuss the events, actions, and politics of China in relation to Poland, Czechia, Slovakia, and Hungary. Follow us to learn more at warsawinstitute.org. Hello, everyone, to the next episode of our podcast. Today, it's my pleasure to host again Mr. Pavel Pashak. Hello, Mr. Pashak. Hello. And the title of today's episode is Poland-China Relations in 2021, Current State and Prospects. And it was triggered by the recent telephone conversation between Polish and Chinese Minister of Foreign Affairs Zbigniew Frau and Wang Yi that took place on January 22, 2021. The ministers discussed plans for the current year, including the organization of a summit of the 17 plus 1 initiative that took place on February 9th. Furthermore, Wang Yi expressed his desire to deepen trust in Poland-China bilateral relations, which should not be influenced by a third party. So, Mr. Pashak, my question to you is how would you summarize the past and the current state of Poland-China relations? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but despite the growing trade and good relations between the presidents of two countries, communication between Warsaw and Beijing has stalled for some time, following a period of dynamic development of relationship between 2008 and 2016, am I right? Yes, uh, well, for, for a very long time, I mean, since the end of the Cold War, Poland has played a peripheral role in China's foreign policy. Well, it's changed uh, since Poland joined the EU and NATO and has become uh, a part of the West. And due to its sustained economic growth, uh, growth Poland has also become uh, an increasingly attractive market for Chinese exports. Uh, and After the global financial crisis of 2007-2011, in Central and Eastern Europe and in Poland, there have been growing hopes that China can become an alternative uh, to the West in terms of trade, investment and infrastructure. Uh, And since then, uh, CE countries, including Poland, uh, were interested in elevating cooperation with China uh, to a higher level. Uh, And Polish-Chinese relations intensified in parallel with the announcement of the Belt and Road Initiative in 2013 and the launch of 16 plus 1 format in 2012. Uh, And at the same time, Poland um, signed a strategic partnership with China in uh, 2011, which was elevated to a comprehensive strategic partnership in 2016. However, since then, there has been a growing perception in Poland, especially under the uh, law and justice government, that these initiatives failed to deliver to deliver promised benefits. Chinese investments have failed to materialize and Polish uh, exports to China remained at low levels while Chinese exports have been constantly rising. That resulted in a deep and and very high trade deficit on the uh, the Polish side. Another factor which uh, makes um, better relations with China uh, unlikely is the alliance with the US and close relations uh, with of, of the United Right government with Donald Trump uh, administrations uh, during 2016-2020 period, and that has um, that has, that has negatively affected the relations with China, especially uh, in the field uh, of of 5G. So I think right now um, Polish-China relation, Poland-China relations are um, in a kind of a limbo. So. Uh, they are not bad because the cooperation is developing, especially uh, in the economic field. But at the same time, uh, China's close relations with, La- with Russia, a confrontation with the United States, 
uh, and uh, normative differences uh, make um, the improvement unlikely. Okay, thank you for mentioning the topic of uh, 5G, because as we know, Huawei is really trying to impose uh, its influence in not only Poland, but on also the whole Central East and Eastern Europe. And Huawei is the biggest, I think, Chinese technological company. So do you think there are any prospects for its participation in the construction of Polish 5G infrastructure? Uh, there is a slight chance. There is a slight chance that Huawei can uh, can have some limited access to the to the whole process of building infrastructure. But I would say that uh, a large participation is uh, not very likely. Uh, and I think that the main reason behind um, this uh, this scenario is that on September the second, two thousand nineteen, um, during vice uh, during U.S. Vice President uh, visit to Poland, Mike Pence. Uh, both countries signed an agreement to cooperate on 5G technology, and that was a clear political gesture uh, towards the US, signaling that Poland is ready to adopt uh, a more restrictive approach toward the Chinese company. Um, because we know that, that the US accuses Huawei and China of spying um, and you know using the technology they provide to, for example, to, uh, to support its intelligence activities. Uh, and one year later, on September the 7th, um, Polish Ministry of Digital Affairs published a draft amendment to the Act on National Cybersecurity System. It also covered the 5G issue, and, and um, it clearly indicated that service provider, not, not service provider, but the suppliers of the equipment can be excluded on the basis of um, alliance commitments and security and intelligence activities. Uh, and um, the way uh, this legislation was was um, was formed suggests that uh, its main target is Huawei. So I think this um, I think the, the declaration of 5G with the US and the new project of uh, of legislation show that um, it is very unlikely that the, that Huawei will become a, a major provider of equipment and infrastructure. Um, um, and I would say that it is more likely that, um, that Poland will base uh, its solutions on, uh, on the equipment of Ericsson or Nokia due to the, to the aforementioned reasons. Okay, thank you. And moving forward to more trade-related related issues, uh, can we talk a little bit about the Polish government's stance or the negotiations of the recently adopted Comprehensive Agreement on Investment that uh, the European Union adopted in relation to China? Yeah, we are talking about investment agreement. Uh, after seven year, years of negotiations, in December, China's uh, made uh, a surprising and abrupt offer which was accepted by the European Commission. Uh, it still needs to be ratified, so it's not uh, it's not in force. But it was well, well, it was uh, in principle it was it was fully negotiated, um, and the Polish stance was um, one of those. Um, I think the Polish side was one of the countries that raised objections uh, to such a quick conclusion of the negotiations. Uh, on December twenty second, Polish Minister of Foreign Affairs Zbigniew Frau underlined that Europe should seek a fair and mutually beneficial uh, comprehensive agreement on investment. Uh, and he's also stressed that we need more, more, more consultations and transparency, bringing our transatlantic allies 
on board. A good balanced deal is better than a premature one. Uh, and I think that this argumentation of, of the Polish minister uh, indicates that Poland's reluctance was caused by concerns uh, about the consequences of the agreement on the relations with the United States. Uh, and I think that was a, a valid point because the adoption of the agreement will certainly uh, hinder the opportunity to, to reset EU-US relations because, well, it happened. I mean, the, the breakthrough in negotiations overlapped with um, transition of power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. And, and we knew that Joe Biden uh, declared that he is aiming to reinforce alliances uh, with the European Union countries and NATO countries. So I think the offer um, made by Beijing was not a coincidence. Uh, and they tried to uh, take advantage of the situation and exclude Europe from the efforts to economically balance China. This is still not the end of the story. As, as, I, as I mentioned, it, it is not ratified. So probably we'll see um, uh, more actions made by the US in the next two years. So we are still waiting for the, for the final confirmation that the deal uh, will, will enter into force. Hey, thanks. And we mentioned earlier the 17 plus one format or the 16 plus one format that it was until 2017, I suppose. Uh, and of course, the whole initiative of the new Silk Road. Could you briefly explain what are the Poland's prospects for this format and what were the agreements on the latest summit that took place on February 9th? Uh, I think that there are no bright prospects for uh, for Poland's participation in 17 plus one format. Well, I, I already mentioned that um, there is there is some kind of disappointment uh, among Polish elites, political elites, and analytical circles regarding the 17 plus one format. And there is this growing feeling that this format did not deliver uh, expected results, expected benefits to the Polish side. Uh, and well, I, I don't see it coming right now. In the, in the foreseeable future, there are no signs that the 17 plus one format will become a crucial forum for the cooperation uh, between Poland and China. Uh, and I think that will be just like a, a one year summit where uh, well, leaders can make a photo together uh, and exchange some opinions. But given the large number of participants and uh, divergences in interests, uh, I would say it is unlikely that it will uh, grow uh, in importance. And when it comes to the new, new Silk Road, uh, we have to be aware that um, BFI is still mainly a narrative uh, of, Chinese, um, of Chinese diplomacy. Uh, and the reality is uh, not very encouraging. There are not many projects, infrastructure project or projects or investments in Poland, which would uh, make our leaders, elites, uh, more optimistic regarding their cooperation with China. Uh, one of the this this kind of like a positive aspects of the new Silk Road is definitely the Silk uh, Railway, uh, and Poland plays a role uh, of the gate to Europe as the terminal uh, in Małaszewice uh, is is primarily one of the main points on the route between China uh, and Europe. And uh, pandemic has uh, greatly increased. At the dynamics of the of the of the rail trade between uh, Europe and China, and this is the aspect Poland can benefit from. Uh, it's also worth to underline that Poland is actively um, pursuing better infra better rail infrastructure on its side, but is primarily financed 
from the EU uh, and national funds is not financed by the Chinese side. So uh, the whole, I think, picture of the new Silk Road is uh, pretty much overhyped uh, and Poland did not draw any significant benefits from this uh, initiative. And it's not very likely that um, uh, the new Silk Road will make any significant advancements uh, in the region, except maybe Serbia and Hungary or Greece. Hey, thank you very much for this answer. And the last question for today is an issue that's always come up talking about Poland on the global stage, which is Russia, of course. And as, because as we know, Moscow is the one of the Beijing's most important partners in terms of uh, both trade, energy and also military ties. And at the same time, Russia's policy is perceived in Warsaw as hostile. So in your opinion, does the Russian factor affect somehow the Polish relations with China? Well, I think it, cer it certainly does. I mean, I, I don't want to say trivial things, but well, in, in international relations, everything is connected, especially uh, Russia and China. Uh, and uh, well, we know that Poland is uh, located on the eastern flank of NATO and the European Union, uh, and we consider Russia as the primary threat to our, uh, our security. And we also see that uh, during the last couple of years, relations between China and Russia has also deepened significantly. Um, and China adopted a position on the on the Russian policy that is not very beneficial to Poland. Um, Russia in recent years invaded Ukraine and Georgia. It also supported um, the regime, the, the Lukashenko regime uh, in Belarus. And Beijing did not oppose those aggressive actions, those, those revisionist actions in the post-Soviet space. Uh, Beijing and Moscow maintain a deep strategic cooperation uh, and their perspective on the international order remain convergent in many ways. Uh, both countries aim to weaken the, the US in Europe. Uh, they, 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 they prefer the, the fragmented European Union, uh, which is easier uh, to deal with. And uh, the authorities in Beijing are aware that the growing disproportions in, in the capacities of both countries is a source of concern for Moscow. Uh, and for this reason, um, Beijing avoids excessive engagement on the territories that Russia considers to be its exclusive sphere uh, of influence. So uh, China will respect Russia's position in regards to the uh, Belarus, Ukraine, and generally the post Soviet space, and this is not very encouraging for the uh, for the sea countries, uh, as um, China's position or China's growing uh, growing role international system will not stop or will not hinder Russia's revisionist actions uh, in the in the Eastern Europe, uh, and therefore in the long term the rise of China and the evolution of the international system provided that there is a continuity in the relations between Beijing and Moscow, will have a negative uh, impact on Poland's uh, security uh, and the possibility of promoting also uh, a values-based order that uh, forms the, the basis of the European uh, Union. Okay, thank you very much. This will be all to for today. Very interesting interview with Mr. Paweł Pasiak, Institute of New Europe and Warsaw Institute. Thank you. Thank you very much for your attention and an invitation. Thank you for listening. If you wish to learn more about the geopolitics, energy and security of the Central and Eastern Europe, follow us at warsawinstitute.org.